Welcome back to the Broncos Avenue podcast. It's Amir from Broncos Avenue on Instagram and Twitter. Back with another episode with my co-hosts. We got Jordan and Brody today. Super excited for this episode. We're going to be previewing the Kansas City Chiefs game here this upcoming Sunday. Um, obviously, Chiefs heavy favorites, very understandable. I'm going to get to all of that and more. But first, we want to go ahead and start off this episode. Um, you know, this is the least we can do. Obviously, um, as you guys know, today was the one-year passing of Demarius Thomas. Um, just, uh, you know, a very loved, you know, player and human being, you know, on and off the field. Um, we, you know, we have to get into this, this, you know, we got, we obviously got our DT jerseys. Um, you know, this, this is just someone who obviously meant a lot to, you know, all of us and probably is a large part of the reason that, you know, not only me, but, you know, Jordan Brody are also Bronco fans. Um, just someone who was, you know, widely loved by the not only the Broncos community but the NFL community um obviously one year uh, marks today just how how are you how are you guys you know feeling um you know on you know on that situation DT how much did he mean to you as a Broncos fan growing up and all that man it it doesn't even feel like a year it it really doesn't I mean it feels like it, it just happened recently honestly and it really I, I was shocked when I saw it. it. Completely not ready for that kind of information. And we really do miss him as Broncos fans. Yeah, I mean, it's been um, um, I, I re- same thing with you. I can't believe it's a year. I just remember um, it started out as a rumor, and then I watched it progress on Twitter, and then you know, it was actually true that he had passed. I mean, it kind of hit me hard because you know I grew up. I, I was a Bronco fan as a kid. You know, growing up, you know, I loved DT and ES10. You know, it was just. Yeah. I couldn't believe it, you know, and he had just retired as a Bronco of like a few months. So, you know, prior to his death, I just couldn't, he, I mean, he couldn't even enjoy retirement. And then, you know, the news came out about him having CTE. It just, the whole situation just sucked. But uh, I'm excited for this documentary they got coming out about him, though. Yeah, I heard about that. Austin Brink uh, directed that for, I heard it was over six months that he was directing this. So I'm very excited That'll to watch be that. Sick. That'll be sick. Um, yeah, it's gonna yeah, be DT, my, yeah. DT, my favorite receiver of all time. Um, you know, yeah. this this is just someone who means a lot to me. Um, you know, I don't want to choke up or anything. Uh, you know, when whenever I obviously found out about his passing, I remember that day. Um, obviously, you know, my Instagram, you know, when I get out the news and all that. But, man, that it, it hurt. It hurt. Um, I remember no, I, I you, you know, that, that shit hurt me a lot. I definitely, definitely cried that day. Um, he, and you know, this is some, I'm someone who it takes a lot for me, you know, to get emotional over sports. Um, I think the only other time that I really cried over the sports was losing in Super Bowl 48. Thanks yeah. to, you know, um, this guy, Russell Wilson, but, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough. This is someone who, and he, what really got me was that day seeing all the videos of him, you know, dressing up as, you know, Santa for Thanksgiving or, or excuse me, Christmas to, you know, make all those kids days. And he, he's just such an, an important person in the community. He was such a great human being, not only on the field, but off the field, all the teammates, all his teammates just rave about how amazing person, how amazing of a, you know, a friend and teammate he was. I mean, you got Manuel Sanders, Vaughn Miller, all those guys. And then obviously as a player, this dude was, one of the best receivers of the 2010s by far. I mean, when there is a point in stretch where he was considered probably the best receiver in football, you know, you, you had guys like Julio Jones and AB who were up there in the rankings with him. 
So <coughs> he was so good on the field to the point where if he didn't put up, you know, a thousand plus receiving yards, we'd be like, whoa, like, and there, I, I can't even remember when he did that. And it's like yeah. every year he's consistently putting up insane numbers. And then obviously the, you know, the community charity work given back to the, you know, the fans and just being an awesome human being. You seriously can't find a flaw about this guy. Um, it, it's just so unfortunate. And obviously Jordan, you know, talking about the, um, you know, the results and, you know, just out of respect, I don't want to speak too much on it, but I, I just pray for the future of this, you know, the health and the, and the NFL. It's really unfortunate to see and to see someone like DT go so, you know, so early in his life. Um, you know, obviously when it's your time, it's your time, but he's gone too soon, man. And his, his legacy is going to live on forever. And, you know, all the Broncos fans out there that, you know, obviously this hit hard, um, you know, know, know that he's just in a better place. And, you know, he, he was obviously going through a lot. Um, and, you know, you know, DT's legacy is going to live on forever. Long live DT. Rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one of my favorite moments was, uh, 2012, uh, or, 11 against the Steelers wild card walk off overtime touchdown. I was sitting in my living room. One of the, one of my most fondest memories ever watching Broncos football. And I know we didn't go on to do much in that season, but that was where that was the play that really made me love DT. And it's just, it's hard to see him gone. And there's so many memories of him do it just, torching people. I mean, taking screens for 80 yard touchdowns. It's just, I, I really miss him. Yeah. Um, I'll say DT, one of my favorite moments from him was, um, can't remember if it was the year, I think I want to say 2014. No, it, it was one of the years we still had Peyton. Um, we played the Cardinals in yeah. Denver and he lined up against Patrick Oh Peterson. boy. Yeah. 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 And that was one of my favorite games from DT. I think he had like, I was at that game. Yeah, he nearly he had, had like, like two hundred receiving yeah, yards. Yeah, like at halftime, yeah. I think it was like he torched Patrick Peterson. I was like, I was watching the game, and then after the game, they showed all of the one on ones, and I was like, God, DT, DT cooked them the whole game. Yeah, it was fun. It was him, man. And the also the Lions game where he mossed the living hell out yeah. of Darius Slay. That yeah, yeah, that was that was awesome, man. That's that's a play you see in like the top, you know, mosses of all time. Like yeah, no, he got, he got mossed twice that game too. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders mossed him yeah, too. Emmanuel yeah. Sanders got him too. Yeah, it. Man, I miss that duo so damn much. We, <laughs> yeah, just it, you know, as Broncos fans, I'm glad that we can you know share this these memories of you know him and that that duo is like easily the best of the 2010s i mean yeah. nobody nobody was putting up you know 14 plus 100 yards you know together on the same team multiple yeah. years like it, it's absolutely incredible what they were doing the 2013 offense is Better you know times. yeah although those years just unbelievable how dominant they were I mean, I don't care what you say about the Chiefs offense and, you know, Bills and whatever we get. That's, you know, that that receiving tandem and Peyton Manning, it doesn't get better than that. It really doesn't. Nobody's going to match those numbers. Yeah, I mean, you look at them both in 2014. They come, you know, they both had, I think it was, yeah, they both had 212 catches, over 3,000 yards, and 20 total touchdowns each in Jeez. a single season. Like, That's like crazy, when you, bro. Like, when you think about that, it's just insane. Like, two receivers, they're just – out there just every week just hooping, just cooking. Yeah, and yeah, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, DT still holds the record for catches in a Super Bowl with thirteen. 
doesn't he? Or did that uh, get break, broken? I believe he, uh, I believe he's I'm not I'm not really sure. But yeah, know. yeah, he did hold that for one moment for for a moment and scored the only touchdown in that Super Bowl. Yeah, just all in all, he's unbelievable player, but what you know what he did for, you know, all of us fans and the community and the smiles that he brought um is something you know, it's going to be hard to match that, you know, both on and off the field, his production and what he did to everybody. It, it's very, it's very unmatched. And the influence that he had, um, the passion he had for the game and, you know, not only the game, but life and being such an incredible human being, it, it's just, it just makes you want to be a better person. And those are the kind of people that you want to, you know, you know, look up to and, you know, be an influence in your life. So DT, um, you know, someone obviously we love so much um i just want to go ahead and take a moment um you know we wouldn't be doing it the right way if we did this just go ahead and take like 15 seconds moment of silent silence obviously player that we love so much just you know go ahead and take a moment of silence for him Yeah. Um, love DT so much. Let's go ahead and um, let's go ahead and talk about this Chiefs game. All right. So obviously DT, those good old days, Broncos offense scoring so much points. Um, now we got a different era of Broncos football. Um, obviously going up against the Chiefs, the Chiefs, they're averaging about 26 points per game. The Broncos are averaging 13.8. That's like double the amount. That's absolutely insane to think about. And so, obviously, this week we're going up against them. Going to be a very, very tough matchup. I mean, look, it. if you look at – I was looking at some of the stats, and I'll go ahead and talk about them real fast. The Chiefs, number one in points per game, number one in yards per game, number one in points per play, number one in yards per play, number two in third down conversions, number one in four down, fourth down conversions, number two in touchdowns per game. Um, oh, then the, the Broncos D or I'm sorry, the Broncos offense, number 32 in points per game, number 27 <laughs> in yards per game, number 32 in points per play, number 26 in yards per play, number 30 in third down conversions, number 32 in touchdowns per game, number 31 in red zone, uh, touchdowns per game. It does not, it does <laughs> oh, not God. get more lopsided than this. I, I'm praying. I, uh, yeah, really I'm praying this is like one of the most lopsided matchups on paper you will see in history jordan just looks in in disbelief <laughs> um we're, that's exactly what we're gonna be doing man praying praying uh, uh you know up to game time um hey, i'll be look, honest though there's something there's something weird in the air about this game to me i don't know what whoa, it is whoa. there is something weird i'm not i'm not predicting any wins by the broncos uh let me make that clear but there is something weird in the air about this game uh, i'm telling you that right what, now. What, what would you say like what why are you getting that feeling I don't know. It just feels like one of those weeks, like where kind of like the Cowboys game last week. And I've said this before, so it's probably going to bite me in the ass, but uh, like where you're highly, you're, everybody knows you're going to lose almost and it, you're being betted against and everything like that. And somehow something shocking happens. Now I'm not saying that we're going to win, but I'm saying that it may be way closer of a game than everybody's expecting. Um, bro, I, I, I was going to say real quick, I was going to say, um, if we win this game, somehow upset them, 
I I will write with permanent marker on my forehead whatever whatever the fans want whatever you guys want comment section let me know on Instagram Twitter I will write something on all caps on my forehead and I will uh, do the podcast like that after the game. Yeah, I'm still doing the big hat, big hat for the rest of the season. Oh yeah, yeah. But not much to you know really count on in this matchup. <laughs> yeah, no one is no Corlin Sutton. I mean, I think. Um, I think this might be the game our defense plays its weakest because I'm pretty sure our offense is going to go – it's probably going to, you know, continue like it's been all season, not score any points. And with the Chiefs, if Patrick Mahomes gets the ball for at least 10 possessions, he's going to put up a lot of points. I mean, that's just what it is. I mean, I am i don't see this game really being close. I mean, look, I, I love the faith, but I don't think anything's going to happen. I think it's going to be a blowout, sadly. Unfortunately, yeah, we, we keep it real realistic on this podcast. Um, I hope I was getting that that mile-high magic kind of feeling that Brody's getting, but I, it's just feeling like another week where the Broncos are barely able to score maybe maybe a touchdown. Um, uh, we'll get to our predictions in a minute, but I want to go ahead. Um, Jordan reminded me. I want to go ahead and talk about this injury report. Um, so Andrew Beck ruled out another week, our starting fullback. Um, DJ Jones is questionable. <laughs> Uh, with a shoulder injury, Dalton Reisner is now questionable. Who was uh, Walt, who was uh, nominated for Walter Payton Man of the Year? Congratulations to him. Um, we have Justin Sternad. Justin Sternad is questionable with a knee injury, and obviously Cortland Sun did not practice all week. He is uh, out for this game with a hamstring injury that he suffered in the first half against Baltimore. Um, yeah, it, it it's just Them another leg injuries are killing us. Yeah, it. Can we talk about that for a second? Uh, we usually talk about this, but dude, it's either an ACL hamstring or ankle every single damn every game, time. every single week. Why? Why? I I don't under I don't understand it. Like you said, I saw in your story you were you were pointing out the the trainer. Yeah. It, it has to be something with him at this point. I mean, yeah. being being one go. of the bottom three teams in bus rating. And being the highest team in IR, like it's it's highest team money in IR is what I mean. It's there's something up. I, I don't know what's going on, but it it's not just luck. It all it it feels like it's not just luck. It's happening. Yeah, Lauren Landau, your your seasons. days. Yeah, your days are numbered, buddy. That's all I gotta say. Um, I I'm just I'm just tired of it. Like I don't even know what else to say. It, you could say it's unlucky. But it's like it constantly keeps happening to the the leg area, the lower body. Like, the, I think the most I've seen above above the l- lower body or above the hip is Russ's uh, shoulder, and that's that's really it. So, yeah. it we are seeing a bit of a consistency there on that end, which really that really um, makes you think it's part of the the conditioning. So, yeah, it, it's just getting annoying at this point, and I'm tired of every single damn year seeing. Our star receiver tears ACL. Our, you know, O line was seventeen different combinations through the end <laughs> near the end of the season. It's just, it's just getting, it's getting annoying. We need um, to, you know, start off the off season with the uh, the owners firing the strength and conditioning staff. All of them, I don't care. We need to start from scratch. Figure out how we can just get over this because it's really riddling this team. I truly believe, and I hate making excuses for this team, but. I truly believe last year we prob we may have been close to a winning team had we you know had we uh had everybody healthy 
And then this year, I, I really do believe we, we win more games. We've, we've been in multiple one position games, possession games. Now, you know, granted, our offense has really been bad this year, just terrible, historically bad. And also our, our defense has just failed to close games multiple weeks. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like having guys like Javante, Tim Patrick, Caden Stearns, Garrett Bowles, the list goes on of, you know, guys that contribute to help us win. Um, it, it's just, it's really unfortunate. And, you know, like I said, I, I just want to, I want to get over this because it's not fair to me how pl- teams like the Chiefs and, you know, other contenders are staying completely healthy and they're able to benefit from that. Um, it, it's just getting outrageous. I agree. I just think that, um, I mean, you look at it consecutively, you know, you are got a raw receiver, Terrors, ACL. I think it's a three years in a row now because it was Corlin Sutton, KJ Hamler, and now Tim Patrick. You look at Javante, you look at Garrett Bowles. It's just at this point, it's no excuse. You know, you can say, oh, well, they caught the injury bug. They caught the injury bad luck. But three, four straight years, it's time to make changes. Yep, it really is. You just can't. If they stick with Lauren Landau, this is – off season and go forward with that staff, I will lose my shit, dude. I will march down to the facility. <laughs> but yeah, I, I hope I so. Say. March I onto the so. training camp. March on to into training camp onto the field. Grab him by the shirt. All right, boys, this is the way we're doing it now. Yeah. Um. So all right, let's go ahead and keep talking about this Chiefs Broncos game. So obviously, let's talk about the history for a second. How many games is it that we lost in a row now? Like 14? 15. 15. Really, really. Hey, I, I, was in, I was in fifth grade. I was in fifth grade. And you want to know what? My mom sent me to bed on that game early. And I woke up. Jamal Charles had fumbled. And I saw that we won the game. And if I knew that that was going to be our last win since for, for, for <laughs> seven years, I would have cherished Oh I would God. have cherished that game a lot more. It's so unbelievable because you look at that game and it's like so long ago. The scoreboard, it was that old school Wasn't scoreboard. That the year we won the Super Bowl? And yeah. I, yeah. Am I tripping? I think yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. yeah it was. Was. Super Bowl. Rally Roby. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh my God. Unbelievable. It's like once we, it's like at that Super Bowl, we were like, all right. You know, f- football gods, we're going to go ahead and trade our whole future of potentially being the Chiefs for the Super Bowl ring. Let's go ahead and make that <laughs> trade. Uh, it's kind of what we did, I guess. I don't know. It, yeah. It's unbelievable. They literally, I hate to say it, but the Chiefs own us. Like, Andy Reid is our father. He is the owner of the Denver Broncos. Um, I've, it, I, Dude, it oh, sucks. God. And I, I want to, I want this, I want at least one of these wins so bad. I man, will do anything. We should have won it last year at the end of the at the at the end of the season if Melvin Gordon didn't fumble at the freaking one yard line. Bro, bro yeah, we should have exactly. we should have swept them last year. We should have swept them. Twenty two to sixteen was the first game. Um, Javante had two hundred all purpose yards that game, and Drew Locks, uh, you know, insert bad word here. He threw like two really costly picks to Tyron Matthew at the end of the game, like. We just we're just like cursed in this matchup. Apparently, we just can't beat them. And the crazy thing is that people don't know we always we the last few years we've really been competing with them. Like yeah. that, I'll give Vic Fangio that. Like Vic Fangio really put us in like competition with these division rivals. We just like can't ever you know close it out. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It, 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 
Oh, my bad. You can go, Jordan. Oh, no, I was just going to say, you know, it's just, I mean, it's starting to look that way with the Raiders, too. You know, we just can't, I don't know what, I don't know what's going on with that. We just can't seem like we could beat the Raiders. I mean, with the Chiefs, it's just, it's like every game we're right there. It's like our defense gets the right amount of stops, but we just can't score. We just can't outscore them. And then turnovers start happening, and then it's just, it's over. Yeah, recently our defense has been playing not bad against them the past couple of years. Um, I think historically, I mean, uh, through these past couple of years, they're like extremely high powered top five in every category. And we come in as a defense and really play very well, very good football against them. It's just our offense that does not. We make the Chiefs defense look so good every year. And the Chiefs yeah. defense is normally not that good. They're they're normally like one of the worst defenses in the league by the time they get to us, and then they play us, and they're one of the look like world beaters and and such an amazing defense. Well, that's the scary thing about this matchup. They're actually really good this year. Their defense, like George Karlaftis, um, Willie Gay, Nick Bolton, um, you know uh, Justin Reed, they're all playing like out yeah. of their minds. They're all playing really like quietly, really really well. Um, and that's what really makes me like when I was looking at my Super Bowl picks earlier this year, I was looking at how like improved that Chiefs defense looks. That's, you know, obviously Mahomes plays a factor in that decision. My, you know, my Super Bowl pick, but their defense is playing really, really well. So I really don't see the Bills or anybody else beating them in the playoffs. Um, yeah, it, it just sucks. And, you know, going back to what Jordan was saying, praying that the Raiders don't continue this streak over us because I would rather be owned by the Chiefs and the Raiders any year or any day. Any year, any year, day, any week. It just – Yeah. Dude, toilet bowl franchise. Like, their fans are complete dog water, toxic, <laughs> cannot stand them. So, um, yeah. yeah I, I would definitely rather be – Chargers fans are looking kind of cool. They're, I don't mind Chargers fans, honestly. So, well, I mean, none of them exist. tragic – some absolutely tragic is my grandma is a Raiders fan and it makes me so mad every year. Grandma, if you're listening why. to the podcast, if you're listening to the podcast, click off, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. She's she's like lived in Colorado her whole year or her whole life basically, and I, I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. Makes me mad. Makes me really mad. Seems like grandma just wants beef with the neighbors. <laughs> Hey, that's her. Yeah. Um. um most of my cousins are Charger fans, so it's kind of like a little rivalry. But uh, they they cool. all hate the Chargers. They hate the Chargers. I mean, for Charger fans, you know, I don't like the Broncos sometimes, but they hate the Chargers. Or like they're they're Chiefs fans and they hate the Chargers, or they're Chargers fans and they hate the Chiefs. No, they're Charger fans, and they like despise like the, the Chargers. Like it sounds crazy, but they do. Oh, like, they do. oh shit! <laughs> yeah, I was confused. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh yeah, wow! Char- yeah, like they they root for the Chargers, but they just like they hate the coaching staff so bad. Like they like the only the only oh, person I got they you. like is Justin Herbert. I see, I see. The only person. So it's like me and the Broncos this year. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like me and Drew Lock. Like mm-hmm. I can't stand the guy. <laughs> I'm like a known Drew Lock hater, but I will like slurp that man Javante off. But uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> hey, yo, chill. Um, yeah, this matchup, obviously, super lopsided on paper. It's it's unbelievable. Um, it, don't really know what else to say. I mean, we just look, we just got to hope that this 
this defense really comes to compete and that Russell Wilson and also Jerry Judy needs to have the best game of his life. He needs to come out here routing people up. He needs to come out here, you know, screaming at Russ's face like, bro, give me the ball. Like, I'm your I'm your guy this game. Like, it's going to be him and Dulcich that needs to have huge games. Like, I, for us to win this game, in my eyes, Latavius Murray needs to get, like, 75-plus rushing yards. Jerry Judy needs to get, like, 85-plus receiving yards. And the same for Dulcich. That's really, like, the only way I could see us winning this game as, you know, as expecting that the defense is going to at least hold the Chiefs to, like, you know, around 20-ish points. Um because you know you can't really expect the Chiefs' offense to score below that, to be honest. Um, yeah. It. I mean, maybe we can have a Colts kind of game just by any grace of luck. I just. I know I can speak for all of Broncos country. We need a win, man. This is our literally our Super Bowl. It sounds we sounds so down bad to say that, but this is our Super Bowl, man. And if we can't get this one, then we're going to be praying for the next one. So, um, just yeah. really need this one. And honestly, I think. Um, my, my thing for winning this game is we have to be way more or way less conservative, uh, play calling wise than we were last game. Cause it, cause it seemed like we yeah. just, like, like I said, um, in the Ravens preview, when I, we need to play like we have nothing to lose and we played like we had everything to lose again. Yeah. And it, they... it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense why fourth and two, in the Ravens territory, you would kick a field goal. It, or it, it doesn't make sense why you wouldn't go for it on fourth and one. Like all these things where we're playing like we have everything to lose and we have everything on the table. And guess what? We really, really don't. Like we have our the whole rest of the season to show Broncos fans that we actually have something to look forward to to next exactly. season. And we just aren't playing like we want to show that we, we're we're not play calling like that. And I honestly, in my genuine opinion, after last game, I don't think that the Broncos can show improvement until Nathaniel Hackett is gone. I think that he is a huge. He, he's dragging this team down more than anybody else. And yes, I think that Russell Wilson plays a factor, but I think he's one of the smallest factors. If I'm being perfectly honest, in my in my own opinion. I think that Russell Wilson was one of the smallest factors in us losing games, and we really need to fix what what's going on and get Nathaniel Aka out of here before we can change anything else. I man, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I said the same thing. You know, I think on fourth and two and fourth and one, you you have to go for it. I mean, you have nothing to lose. I mean, you're playing a backup quarterback. I mean, you. The game is right there. I mean, just be aggressive and win the game. But, I mean, I mean you're right. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett, he's just bringing the team down. Him and his whole offensive coaching staff, they're just bringing the entire team down. I don't really see – I don't really see that changing, though, because, I mean, Nathaniel Hackett thinks he's coaching for his job, so he might be even more conservative. And Kubiak and all those guys, they're probably going to be even more conservative. But I don't really see that changing too much. I wanted to because I think that Judy and Dolchik do need the ball a lot. Especially, especially in this game against the Chiefs, I just don't really see it happening. I'm, I'm, I'm still expecting to see like a lot of runs, like third and three runs, second and nine runs. Like I don't think that's pretty much going to change. Yeah, at this point, we need to see anything out of Russ that we can because going to this offseason right now, if the if the season ended, you know, after this game, we probably feel well, obviously we're going to feel absolutely awful, you know, considering that we're probably not going to be able to do too much 
Um, but I like that, you know, I like that you guys bring that up because if we're going to be super conservative like, conservative like this against an extreme powerhouse like the Chiefs, how the hell are we going to win this game? How are we going to even compete? Like, you need to be downfield kind of, you know, we kind of need to go a little bit back to more how Hackett was calling games earlier in the year. That's the, in my eyes, the only way we're going to be able to compete with the Chiefs in this one. And get Russell Wilson out of shotgun. That's why I like, I, Russell Wilson is not a good shotgun quarterback. When he was pushing the ball down the field against the Ravens, when he was under center, he actually did not look bad. I, I'll be honest. He, he looked like a decent quarterback when he was under center and he pushed the ball down the field. And we need to implement that more. When we want to push the ball downfield, do not put Russell Wilson in the shotgun. It does not work. And we, and honestly, uh, back, back a little bit to the conservative thing, you have to run more than 26 pass plays, which is what I believe we ran last game. And and we just have to be more aggressive and get Russell under center to when you want to push the ball down the field and what I sh- think you should be doing a lot more during this game. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I couldn't agree more. I just don't think – I mean, even in his time in Seattle, you could see a lot of the throws he made was towards the sideline, deep down the field, and it just seems like with the play calling in the shotgun, we're not giving him a lot of that. He's kind of forcing a lot of throws to the sideline, which is where a lot of his picks have come from, a lot of bad throws, a lot of bad incompletions. I just don't see why you don't run him under center. Like, I don't I don't know why they're not, they're not using Russ as Russ. They're trying to change him, make him a shotgun passer, which he's not. And that's part of the, that. That's a small part of the reason why we've been losing our games. Yeah, I think yeah, they're just trying to make Russ what he isn't. And I thought to myself, you know, and I've seen reports that he wants to be more of that pocket passer, and he sees the field better from the you know shotgun stands. That's just not how you can't this how you can't run a, uh, an NFL offense. You see that kind of stuff only in college. It's not gonna it's not gonna cut it in the NFL. Defenses are gonna figure it out super quick, like we've seen, and it's just not gonna work that way. Um, this week, I like that you know that we we need to take more of an aggressive pr- approach. Um, you know, this is the only way we're gonna be able to pick up, pick up points against this team because they're gonna eat us alive, you know, behind the sticks. And they're going to really, you know, chew away at us, not let us, you know, pick up those first downs. And I don't really see the Chiefs defense as one to really let you march down the field against them. Um, I feel like the way to compete with the Chiefs is, honestly, it's kind of weird to say and cliche, but do exactly what they're going to do. It's not like you're really copying them, but kind of be, kind of try to take shots down the field and, you know, match what they're doing on the <coughs> field. Excuse you. Excuse me. Um, but. Yeah, I just want to see more of that approach. Um, that leads me to um, ask you guys, what is your guys' three major keys to victories in this one? How are the Broncos by any chance going to upset the Chiefs in this one? Um, you got to start with aggressive. What, what, what we've been talking about this whole time, got to be aggressive, cannot be a conservative. You can't run the ball like on first and second down. Um you can't unless it works, of course. But most of the time, with with our running our running back room, it's not going to work very well. Um, so be more aggressive. Um, I think you've got to get the ball to uh, Greg Dulcich and Jerry Judy, like you guys have said earlier. Um, offensively, the, those guys are our spark plugs, and and what is really going to get our offense moving when we need it. 
And I think defensively, you have to get after the quarterback. You have to get after Patrick Mahomes. And he is one of the best decision makers in the league. But you have to try and fluster him in some way because we have we have good secondary. We just need the front seven to do to do their job this week and get after Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, the Chiefs allowed the third least sacks in the NFL. Um, their their O line is so improved, incredible. I remember we were talking that Super Bowl against the Bucks. Like, man, the Chiefs really need to make some moves and rebuild this O line. They have done more than just that. They have turned into an absolute powerhouse in the trenches. Um, so it's it's going to take a lot from this young pass rush to really get home. And DJ Jones being questionable, that's going to be a huge one in this game. We really need him and Draymond to really come through in the interior because their interior is as strong as it gets. Creed Humphrey is probably going to be an All Pro, so you really got to you really got to exploit your matchups and figure out how to get home. And like you said, I love that you brought up you know figure out any way to like, fluster Mahomes because if you don't, this dude's going to be dropping easy forty yard dimes, easy you know completions. If you get him out of the pocket, he's probably going to throw across his body to Kelsey and you know eat away at you like that. We need to attack him from all angles and figure out how you can make life on Mahomes you know hell because. Any other way, you're not going to give your offense any kind of chance because this is the best, you know, offense in the league that we're going against. Yeah, um, I agree. I think that um, the main thing is going to be getting pressure to Mahomes. I think that, like you said, we have a lot of young guys. Um, Randy Gregory's still not back, so it's going to be a lot of Jonathan Cooper, Nick Benito, Baron Browning. Yeah, I mean, I think blitzing somewhat, not a lot, because Mahomes, Mahomes is just amazing, but uh. I do actually think, yeah, getting after yeah. the quarterback, we need DJ Jones. We need Draymond Jones to have a big game. Um, the second thing, be aggressive. And I think that being aggressive on offense is literally the main thing for the entire season. Going for it on fourth down, not just pointless, pointlessly running the football. And I have to say the third thing is try – I say the third thing is we can't get we can't get any three and outs. Like, we can get a few here and there, but I think yeah. we need our defense to rest. Because if our, if our defense doesn't rest, they're going to give up points, especially. It's Mahomes, the Chiefs have the number one rated offense. I mean, we got to give our defense some type of break this game, especially with all the injuries in the secondary. So, yeah, I say, yeah, those are my top three things. Yeah, I love that. Like, third down is going to be huge in this game. You really got to bounce back from two of 13 on third downs last week. I mean, that's just unbelievable. You really got to, like you said, give your offense – um, or no, I'm sorry, give your defense, you know, less, you know, time possession. So, um, yeah, it, that's, I think that's a great way to close off the three keys to victory. Um, got to really fluster Mahomes, be more aggressive and be better on third downs. That's how you're going to, that's how you're going to win this game. You can't convert on third down. What are, what are you doing to, you know, score points? So, um, they got to obviously get into the red zone. <laughs> we didn't do that yeah. at all last week. So that definitely is uh, one way to start up, start to, you know, score touchdowns in this game, unless they just have that, you know, once in a month, 60 yard bomb to either, you know, who's, whoever's going to be this time. Um, we've yeah. had dual stage Judy. Um, what's his name? Jalen Virgil. So, um, and I hopefully feel like those guys, I feel like um, we play our most conservative once we get past the 50 yard line. And that, and like, that's why like we, we get scared and we like, yeah, the play callers like kind of, you know, get anxious or what we want to do. It's embarrassing. Yeah. What do you, what do you have then, to lose, man? Then we don't get to the red zone. Cause we get past it. Cause honestly, there's, a, there's many times where we get past the, past the 50 yard line in what looks like, like 
efficient fashion. And then it's like, after that, it's just so hard to, it's so hard to play offense all of a sudden. It's the hardest thing in the world. And it's, it, I, we need to fix that because when you get past the 50, uh, I think all of Broncos country is like, well, maybe we, maybe we can do something once. And then it's immediately the next, the first drive past the 50, we stall out, have to kick a 50 yard field goal and move on to the next drive. Yeah. So let's go ahead and jump into our predictions, uh, weekly, our weekly predictions. Um, last week, Brody, let's give him a round of applause. He kind of, uh, what was your, uh, you had Dulcich who absolutely went off 85 yards. You would hit the nail right there. And then defense, I, I think you got that one too. You said Simmons. Justin Simmons. Yeah, yeah that's, Justin that's Simmons. Cra- crazy predictions, man. He's, I think we got our, um, our, what do you call it? Our, our fortune teller, our future tell her right uh right here um so let's go ahead and start with you no pressure um let's go oh, and see shit. if you can <laughs> see if you can continue another week in a row who do you got as our offensive and defensive studs all right offensive for this game i'm gonna go with jerry judy i think dulcich could be a, a second place i mean we've talked about him the whole podcast today um both of those guys but i really think that jerry judy is the guy that takes the step today or, or um, on Sunday and and uh, and plays very very good football and elevates our offense to um, doesn't matter how many points. Um, so uh, defensively, I yeah yeah uh, defensively, I I am going to say Alex Singleton has an amazing game today. I like or, that. Not today uh, on Sunday, but I think gotcha. that Alex Singleton. Um, I think he gets a couple sacks, maybe maybe one, almost two, something like that. He may create a turnover. Just the way he flies around the football field is really, really attractive in this game. So I'm going to go with Alex Singleton on the defensive side of the football. Jordan, what you got? Um, starting our offense, he took mine. I was going to say Jerry Judy, but I'll go in a different direction. I think um, I'll say Greg Dolchik. We haven't seen him. We, we haven't seen him get the ball a lot in the second half. Hopefully that changes. The best tight end in the league. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, I'm gonna say Greg. <laughs> I think that they, um, <laughs> I think that they try, you know, um, getting him involved more in short yardage, get, you know, short yardage, middle of the field type things. Um, on the defensive side, I, again, I was gonna go Alex Singleton because he had a crazy game last oh, game. Oh wow! Um, yeah, I'll go Baron Browning. I think Baron Browning gets him about. Ooh. I'll say, I'll say. At least one sack. I think he'll get one and a half. Um, I think that. He's got to be the guy that causes havoc on the defensive line, and he's probably been that way all season for us, and that's that's what I'm hoping. Hopefully, he's the game changer. Um, I like that. I like that. We really, really need that out of Baron Browning. Um, once he can kind of take that Von Miller kind of leap, um, all hell's gonna break loose, man. Love Baron Browning. He's so versatile. Um, offensive and defensive studs for me this week. Um, completely forgot who I picked last week. I think I think I think I went with like Sutton. I went Sutton and Mathis. The Mathis was you went Latavius, big. or I went Latavius, Latavius Murray, yeah. and he had like two yards of carry. Wow, nice job, nice job, man. Um, <laughs> offensive stud this week. Um, light, gonna light up the stat sheet. I'm gonna go ahead and steal steal your one, Brody Judy. This one makes a lot of sense. Um, in the past, whenever Cortland Sutton was out, we really seen Jerry Judy take the bulk of the workload and be able to uh, take on that challenge and you know put on a show. We seen it in the Jets game and we seen it against the Chargers last year, I believe. 
And whenever he's the number, the wide receiver one, for whatever reason, um, he, and all the focus is on him for some reason, Judy just goes off and has like solid games. <laughs> so I, I like Judy in this matchup. Um, obviously the chiefs have Trent McDuffie back. Um, you know, they got, they got studs there, Juan Thornhill, um, but it's going to be a big challenge. But I think Jared Judy is up to the test. I like Jared Judy as you know, offensive stud this week. I think he gets about 90 plus yards, honestly. Um, you know, praying uh, defense. Uh, I I kind I like one of the pass rushers uh, getting it this week. I'm going to go at Draymond Jones. I think he's. I know his matchup isn't super favorable. I know it's a huge another week where I'm picking a, de- a defensive player who's a bit of a reach, but I, I like Draymond Jones here. Um, I think it's a week where he really proves to people why he deserves to be in the Pro Bowl this year. He's having a quietly an amazing season. He deserves a contract extension like right now. So. Um, I think he's gonna have a great game. I'm gonna go with Judy and Draymond this week. Um, score predictions. What do you What do you guys got? Jordan, you can um, go first. Um, I'll go. I'll say final score. He's trying so hard not to say fifty to zero. <laughs> um, I'll be realistic. I'll go. Um, like I said earlier, I think this is the game our defense is is gonna be probably the worst game of the season. Um. I'll go around 31, 31 to 10, I think will be the final score. I think Broncos hit 10 points, but I think it's a blowout. Yeah, I don't think it'll be close. All right. Um, As I said, I feel like there's something weird in the air about this game. I don't know why. don't know what makes me say that. Is he really going to do it? Is he going to do it? I am not going to predict a Broncos win. But I will predict a seventeen to nine uh, Chiefs. Seventeen w. to nine. Yes, seventeen, 17 to nine. Um, yeah, that's nine that, that's my that's, that's my guess. It's I think it'll point. be close. I, hey, I went. I, I went over. I went over ten last week, and they decided to absolutely crap the bed against Tyler Huntley, even though he doesn't play defense. But that doesn't matter anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, so I will go 17 to nine chiefs take the W. Yeah, this is, um, you know, one thing that we didn't talk about is the Broncos are finally back at home after two games. Maybe we get some spark that way. I believe we, I could be wrong, but I think we don't, I don't think we won a single game at home this year besides the 49ers game. Other than that, I don't think we won at home. Actually, no, no, I'm sorry. That Houston game. Yeah. Yeah. The Houston game. So, um, those games, and then the third victory was the Jags in London. So, you know, wasn't away or home necessarily, but neutral. Um, so, we don't have a single win in it away. So, um, yeah, this this game, I don't know, man. Um, I I'm picking the Chiefs in this one, twenty six to thirteen. Um, at least I got a score in over ten points. So, um, but yeah, I do agree with Jordan, though. I think this is going to be the defense's worst game of the season. Um, that's not saying that, you know, it's going to be all their fault. I think it's going to be another week where the offense is just putting them in the worst possible situations. I mean, how are you sending me to expect me to like get up here and, you know, have faith after the performances, performances that we've been seeing all season and, and tell you with a straight face that the Broncos are going to score more than, you know, two touchdowns. Like I, at this point, I don't see it. I think it's going to be a touchdown. Um, Two, uh, I'm sorry, two field goals and nothing more than that. And 
you know, nothing, nothing, you know, goes to say that that touchdown is probably going to be from the defense. So yeah. um, that that's just how much, you know, how low I think of the Broncos offense at this point. Um, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, 26 to 13, got the Chiefs beating us um, by 13 in this one. Um, I, you know, I got a lot of, I got a lot of respect for Mahomes and, you know, Kelsey and that duo. Um, at least the Broncos don't have to worry about uh, Tyree Kill this year. Just really hoping for any kind of win in this game. Um, but yeah, with that being said, that's going to be it for today's episode. Really hope you guys enjoyed today. Our keys to victory, um, our predictions for this game, um, and obviously commemorating, remember the great uh, Demarius Thomas, the beginning of the episode means so much to us. I just want to say a final time, um, you know, rest in peace. Um, Rip Demarius Thomas means so much to, uh, you know, the three of us and all of Broncos country, NFL, and, you know, just prayers to his family, our deepest condolences. I know this is a very hard day for, you know, everyone close to him and his loved ones. Um, just want to express our condolences there. That being said, that's it um, for this episode. Hope you guys enjoy. Make sure if you're watching on YouTube right now, hit that like button and subscribe button. It absolutely helps us out a bunch right now. Uh, we are also out um, on TikTok now at Broncos Avenue. We'll be posting clip outs there and whatnot. So make sure to go follow that link in the description. All of our podcast availability and um, social links are in the um, link to the description. Uh, wherever you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, all the links are there. Um, we got, you know, all platforms there and whatnot, which you want to go check out, you know, for the Broncos Avenue platform. With that being said, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Hoping for a Chiefs win. Everybody cross your fingers. Until the next one, peace.